Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. Lift up your voice and give God glory. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His goodness. There is none like our God. There is none that we can compare with Him. If you are alive today, it is by the grace of God. It is by the mercy of God. So let's thank God and give Him the praise. Give Him the glory. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you glory. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Give him the praise. When we drive on these roads, it is by the grace of God that our lives are preserved. It is by the grace of God that we have a warm place to sleep. Thank God, food to eat, cars to drive, all these things. Let's not take it for granted. It is by the grace of God. Father, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for all that you have done and continue to do. Lord, we thank you for Jesus Christ. If you did not spare your only son but gave him to us, how would you not, with addition to him, freely give us all things? Father, we thank you, O oh God, that you keep us. Thank you for the bread that we breathe, the air that we breathe, Lord. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you for the body of Christ as a whole. Thank you for the body that you have established here, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Let's pray and commit ourselves to God and say, Lord, even as we approach your word today, speak to me as an individual. Minister to me in the name of Jesus. Empower me to see Jesus, to know him more and more, to love him and to serve him with my all lift up your voice in the mighty name of the lord jesus father our lives are in your hands oh god in the name of jesus lord i pray for everyone under the sound of my voice i pray in the name of jesus give us a fresh revelation of who you are in jesus mighty name and empower us oh god to make a difference in our world in these days and times we thank you we give you all the praise we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And right now, I sense in my heart, somebody is saying to themselves, they've made so many mistakes, the past is weighing down on them, and they are saying to themselves that there is no way out. God wants to tell you this morning that there is a way out. God wants to tell you that there is hope for you. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, as you cooperate with him, he will help you to recover in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. amen. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Well, join me in welcoming our online audience as well as those that watch on TV. And today is a new day for you. Amen. amen. I said today is a new day for you. Amen. I said today is a new day for you. Amen. And God will show you his mercy, his goodness, and his kindness. Amen. amen. Never give up. No, no, no. Don't let the enemy lie to you that there's no hope for you. If you are alive, there is hope for you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Said if you are alive, there is hope for you. Amen. A living, a living, thank you, Lord. A living dog is better than a dead lion. <laughs> That's what the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes. So if you are alive, the fact that God has kept you to this time means that there is hope for you. Amen. Amen. What is the use of a deadline? It's gone. <laughs> so thank God for his mercies and his goodness. Amen. All right. 
So let's get into our Bible lesson today. We've been looking in this season. Um, last week, we started talking about the names of God. We talked about God as our shepherd, and we continued on Wednesday as well. So if you missed those two, please go online and you can catch up. God is our shepherd. Even in the, in the valley of the shadow of death, our God is with us. God will, will never leave us nor forsake us. He's with us all the time. He will never leave you nor forsake you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So there are seven redemptive names that reveals God's attitude toward each and every one of us. And you see, when we talk about salvation, it encompasses all of everything that God has made available for us. And one of the names of God, let's go through them quickly and then we'll, we'll continue. The first one is Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is there. That means that God is with you all the time. And then the next one is Jehovah Shalom, God who is our peace. God our peace, the Lord our peace. Peace can only be found in Jesus Christ. You can't find peace outside of Jesus Christ. Peace can only be found in God. And let me pause there. If you are watching or listening, wherever you may be, maybe you are going through a turbulent time, a turbulent season, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray, yield yourself and let the peace of God flood your heart this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Then we also have this, um, Jehovah Ra, which is the Lord our shepherd, the Lord, the one that we talked about last week, that God who guides us and leads us and Jesus will give his life for the sheep. And then today we'll be talking about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider, the Lord our provider. And then Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner, our banner of victory. Victory again can only be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. So I pray, may God give you victory all the time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Then Jehovah Sidikeno, which is the Lord, our righteousness. Our standing, you see, none of us deserves anything. It is only by the grace of God that God gave us Jesus Christ. We deserve to die. We deserve to spend eternity in hell. But thank God for his mercy and his goodness. Jesus Christ gives us a standing before the throne room of grace. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 that because of Jesus Christ, we can go boldly into the presence of God. Jesus is the one that gives us a standing. And sometimes you may feel ashamed because of certain things that have happened to go into God's presence. But Jehovah Sidikenu, Jesus, our righteousness, gives us a standing before God. And you can stand boldly in the presence of God. You can go boldly and you know that you are welcome if you are a child of God. And if you are not a child of God, you can decide to become a child of God. So that you can have a standing before the throne room of grace. So that is Jehovah Sidikenu. And then Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our physician. The Lord that heals us. This reveals to us God's redemptive attitude toward each and every one of us. And if you are sick, I can assure you, no sickness has gone beyond Jesus Christ. The ability for him to heal. Receive him as your physician. Amen. One day I discovered that he was my physician. I received him as my physician. And thank God he has been my physician. I've lived, <laughs> hallelujah, for a very long time without sickness and without disease. Amen. Amen. Every time I go to the doctor, I go for the annual physical, he will check and say, I mean, if, if, if everyone is like you, I don't have a job. 
He doesn't say it, but that's his expression. Amen. I pray may God be your physician in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we're done. Let's turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 22. Abraham was the one who discovered God as provider. What did he know? That he discovered God as provider. That is the lesson today. If you met Father Abraham, if you are living in our day, you say, Abraham, uh, I want to have an interview with you. You are a very successful person. Almost all the time, people are preaching about you. Your name is in the Bible and still continues. What made you successful? What made you see God as provider? So let's discover that this morning. Turn with me, if you please, to Genesis 22. Genesis 22. The Bible says, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey, the lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God, this phrase, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order, and he bound his son, Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, so he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the Lord, or do not do anything to him for i know now i know that you fear god since you have not withheld your son your only son from me then abraham lifted his eyes and looked and there behind him was a ram caught in a ticket by its horns so abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son and abraham called the name of the place the lord will provide jehovah jerah as it is to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Amen. Amen. The Lord will provide. Say it with me, please. The Lord will provide. Say it with me, please. The Lord will provide. So the Bible says that in the process of time, God tested Abraham. That is the first point. Verse 1. God tested Abraham. And God will test each and every one of us. You see, every week after week, you hear me preaching uh, different messages. Uh, when you go to school, after a while, they will test you to see how you are doing. 
So God comes to Abraham and he tested him. And the test involved his very son. Notice he made a statement. He says, your son whom you love. Abraham and Sarah had believed God for a child. And finally the child had come. And now God says, this very child that you love, I want you to come and offer him as a burnt offering and as a, as a sacrifice. When you read the account, you see, you don't read that, 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 that Abraham asked Sarah uh, what, what to do here. Maybe if you had asked Sarah, Sarah would say, what? Do you know how old you are? Do you know how long it took for us to believe for this child to come? Maybe you should get tested. You have dementia or something. You have forgotten. <laughs> are you sure God came to you and actually said this to you? No, 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 no. God, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not sure you heard, you, heard, you heard God right. And you see, so many times, God can give us an instruction, but it's up to us whether to obey or not to obey. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, you see, when Thanksgiving starts from a place where we realize that everything that we have came from God. None of us came into this world with anything. Everything that we have came from God. So when he tested him, uh, Abraham could have said, look, I am not going to offer the son to you. But the Bible says, verse 3, Abraham rose early in the morning. The very first, the, the next morning he's on his way to go and offer Isaac his only son. And when the people were asking him, uh, when he got to verse 5, he says, he says, And Abraham said to his young man, Stay here with the donkey, the lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. You see, one of the characteristics of his life was, the, was, was Abraham's faith. If you are going to offer somebody as a burnt offering, that means you are burning the person up. But he has confidence in God. That if God said, this is the child of promise, then this is the child of promise. Even if he were to die, God will bring him back from the dead. You see, ultimately, for us to yield our all and completely to God, it will come down to who God is to us and how we see God. We read this account. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. It's one of, my, one of my favorite parts of the Bible. I call it the Hall of Fame of, of Faith. And that list, in the name of Jesus, all throughout eternity, may your name be added to that list. Amen. I said, may your name be added to that list. Amen. Abraham, the Bible says, by faith, verse 8, Hebrews 11, verse 8, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he will receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. Now, when you get to verse 17, he, he, he says this, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, so he's referencing what was the account in Genesis 22, offered up Isaac, and, when he, and he who had received the promises 
offered up his only begotten son. The only time this other phrase is used in the Bible, it, it, it talks about Jesus. The Bible says, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. He says that when he was tested, he only had one son, but he was willing to give up that son. And why was he willing to give up that son? The Bible says he concluded that God was able to raise him up from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. There had not been any record of anyone being raised back from the dead. But that was his faith. That's why he told us, look, we are going, but we'll come back. And sure enough, when they went, they came back. But this was the way he was, he was, he, was, he, was, he, he concluded, he accounted that, look, even if I give this child to the Lord, God, even if, I, and he was perfectly ready to, to kill the child. The Bible says, in a figurative sense, he received Isaac raised back from the dead. Thank God he passed the test. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, anytime that you are tested, I see you passing that test in Jesus' name. I said, I see you passing that test in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Abraham was called God's friend. And when God came to him and asked for his son, he said, look, you can, you can have him. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see, you see, it's a hard issue. And all of us, one way or the other, God will test us along those lines. Notice what Jesus Christ said. And those, that test, that when, he, when he tests us, is going to be along these lines. Go with me to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22. From verse, 25, from verse 35, he says, Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God, notice this, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like this, it's like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hung all the law and the prophets. Love the Lord with your all, all your heart, all your soul, and with all your mind. The love question must be settled by each and every one of us. And God will test us along these lines. He says that he accounted that, look, God was able to raise this child from the dead. And when Isaac, you see, we always start, look at it from, from, from Abraham's perspective. So Isaac also came, and, and he, his, his question was, look, we are go, he said we should go and um, sacrifice to God. Where is the lamb for the sacrifice? Notice Abraham's response. God will provide himself. My Lord, he's my friend. <laughs> That's my kind of people. I like him. <laughs> Men of faith. God will provide for himself a lamp for the offering. Did God provide for himself or not? When he got there, you see, you see, God is a provider. You see, 
before you got here, before you and I got here, God created the heavens, the stars, the, the, everything was created by God. God is a planner. He filled the earth with his goodness. He knew that you will be in the earth at this point in time. Every star, so many millions of stars, God knows the names of each and every one of them. Because sometimes you can get to the place where you think, and you may be thinking that this morning, God doesn't care about me. God doesn't love me. God doesn't know me. Uh, nobody cares about me. My Lord and my God, I can assure you that God knows you by name. He knows where you live. He knows your hang-ups. He knows the circumstance of your life. He's never forgotten about you. God knows each and every one of us. Never get to the place where you just, you, I mean, the enemy might whisper to you and say, God has forgotten about you. But I can assure you by the word of the living God, God has not forgotten about you. God knows you as an individual. God knows you as a person. And he loves and cares for you and he's made provision for you before you even got here. So Abraham goes along and he keeps confessing and he, he says, God will provide for himself. God will provide for himself. And I've come to announce to you by the word of the living God that God will provide for you. I said God will provide for you. I said God will provide for you. Amen. That is his name. He longs to show himself strong on our behalf. He is a provider. Abraham by faith, you see, it takes faith to obey. God only had one son. He says Abraham offered his only begotten son. When God realized that the world, his, I mean, Adam and Eve had sinned and they were separated from God, he only had one son. The Bible says, the classic text of the Bible, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God had only one. And he made a decision to give up his son. And you see, sometimes when you go through a test, it's, it's, it's not easy. Every one of us will be tested. Jesus was tested. He came down here to go to the cross to die for you and I. When it got to crunch time, when it got to decision time, in the garden, he said, Lord, is there any way we can do this without having me having to go to the cross? It wasn't easy. But thank God he saw you and I. And he went the way of the cross. And look at us sitting here looking nice and wonderful this morning. <laughs> but because of his obedience, because of, I mean, when he got to that point, God said, no, 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 no. He remembered Abraham, his covenant friend. Had only one, and, and, and he, Abraham went through that process. 
where he gave his only one son that he had again god said my lord if abraham my covenant friend can do it i will do it as well for my people i only have one and i'm going to give it for, for humanity think about the love of god what if abraham had said no i'm not going to do it what if God has said, uh, these people, I'm just going to leave them to figure this thing out. Would we have been saved? No. Oh, by the mercy of God. By the goodness and the grace of God. So I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that when we are tested, may we pass that test in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You see, ultimately, you see, so, sometimes we, 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 um, we think that hard times, farming, difficult days are, are new. They, they are not new. You see, we must get to the place where we look to God, and that's the point of this lesson today, where we look to God as our provider of everything. Everything that you will ever need in life, God is able to provide. God, no matter the need, no, no matter what the, the, the need is, God is able to provide. But sometimes you can get to the place where you think, your case is different, your case is special, God can't do this one. No, 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 that's, no, that's nothing like that. <laughs> Amen. The Bible says, and let this verse mark your life. Romans chapter 8, verse 32, the Bible says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I feel like running around this building. Hallelujah. If God did not spare his own son, his very own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If God gave his only son, everything else that you need is freely available. But if it's available, how do I access it? What caused Abraham to obey God? What caused Abraham to give up his only begotten son? What was the mindset that he had to be able to do that? You see, we talk about the God of Abraham. We talk about the God of Jacob or Israel. We talk about the God of Isaac. We talk, we, we, I mean, these are the patriarchs. But all of them, during the time that they lived, went through different seasons. Where they had to look to God to provide for them and to sustain them. Look at Abraham. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12, verse 10, he says, Now there was a famine in the land, and Abraham and, and Abraham went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. Abraham had famine in his days. There was famine, the famine was severe in the land. In the time of Isaac, in Genesis chapter 26, it says that 
in time of Isaac, there was farming in the land beside the first farming that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerah. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt, live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in the land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all, I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. Another famine occurred in the time of Isaac. And he was going to do the same thing that Abraham had done, go down to Egypt. God says, no, you stay right here. I'll take care of you. And if you read the account, he also experienced God as his provider. Then when it got to, to the time of Jacob, a famine also came along. By then, Joseph had already gone ahead into, into the land of Egypt. He was already ahead. But notice what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 47. Genesis chapter 47. The Bible says in verse 15, so when the money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said to him, give us bread for why should we die in your presence for the money has failed. The money has failed. The money has failed. The money has failed. You, you, you think that inflation is, 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 is a new thing. You have the money, but you can't buy anything. There is the Bible. There was a sore famine in the land. But thank God, in the midst of the famine, God took care of the people of God. And no matter what happens, when the people of God cooperate with God, God will take care of his people. In the name of Jesus, I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God that God will take care of you. I said God will take care of you. I said God will take care of you. Genesis 41, 56 says, The famine was all over the face of the earth, and Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians, and the famine became severe in the land of Egypt. There was famine in the land, but the people of God were taken care of. Genesis 43 verse 1 says, Now the famine was severe in the land. It got so severe, so bad, that the people came to Joseph, said to Joseph, that look, uh, in, in Genesis 47 verse 19, he says, Why should we die before our eyes, both we and our land, buy us and our land for bread, and we and our land will be servants of Pharaoh, give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land may not be desolate. Buy us. You've, you have our land, you have everything now, you take us and give us something to eat. But in the very same chapter, notice what the Bible says. The Bible, the Bible says in verse 26, it says, and then 27, 27 says, So Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Goshen, and they had possessions there, and grew and multiplied exceedingly. In the midst of the famine, some people are doing all right and they are not, they are not experiencing it. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus, my Lord and my God, I pray as you cooperate with God, God will take care of you. Amen. Don't let that verse leave you. If he did not spare his own son, but freely gave him to us, how will he not in addition freely give us all things? Money failed. The money is no good. Can't get you anything. They said, you just buy her. Take us. <laughs> oh, thank God we said, but it says in Goshen, the people multiplied exceedingly. Jacob and his family were taken care of. But what is it that these patriarchs knew? That they were able, no matter the seasons of life, to be able to make it. One, they knew God as their source, and two, they considered the covenant. You see, a covenant is different from a contract. A covenant is what God says he will do when this happens. So the Bible says, for Isaac, for instance, when everything else was not working, in Genesis chapter 26, the Bible says, in Genesis 26, verse 12, he says, in that same, in that same place, the Bible says, that Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous, for he had possession of flocks and possessions of herds, and a great number of servants, so the Philistines envied him. In the midst of the famine, he sowed in that land, and God blessed him. When it came to the children of Israel, God told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy, because you see, sometimes there's a tendency to forget. And in this season, God wants us to remember his goodness and his mercy. That's what causes us to be thankful. He told the children of Israel, he says that when you come in Deuteronomy 8 verse 13, verse 12, he says, Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwelt in them, and when your heads and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget... I pray, may, may we never forget. Amen. I said, may we never forget. Amen. You forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and testy land where there was no water, who brought out brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you. See another test here again. To do you good in the end. Then your heart, you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Remember, never forget, when God blesses you, when he provides for you, remember that it is God. Who has blessed you that he may establish his covenant in the earth hallelujah oh we serve a good god he says he tested them in the wilderness to check what is in their heart the heart will always be tested god will always check to see what is in your heart 
Do you love him more than everything else? Do you love him more than the provision? He tested him. Do you, Abraham, do you love me more than Isaac? One day, one day, thank you, Lord. I have so much in me, I, I have to. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Give God praise and glory. Thank you, Lord. Let's give him the praise and the glory. One day, God, there was a famine in the land again. Thank you, Lord. First Kings chapter 17. And Elijah, God sent him. First Kings chapter 17. We are talking about how can you get to the same conclusion that Abraham got to when he realized that God was his provider. There was a, I'll give you a background to this. There was a famine in the land. I mean, actually, the famine was started by Elijah himself. One day in First Kings 17, he went and stood before Ahab and said, look, there will be no rain or dew these years except at my word. I'm locking the heavens up and I'm putting the keys in my pocket. Except at my word, there will be no rain or dew. That's a serious thing. No rain or dew. You don't see water anywhere. Except at my word. What he didn't realize that when he says that and the, the drought comes, he's also going to be, God, God, God actually saw ahead and provided for him. So he sent him by the brook and every day he was, he was fed. God provided for him. But think about the authority that God has placed in man. When time came for rain to come, he said, Elijah, you lock it up, you have to unlock it. Anyway. But, so after a season, God said to him, now, go to this woman, First Kings chapter 17, he says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. To provide for you. I have commanded this widow person. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please, bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of steaks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and die. The famine is so grievous in the, in the land. And Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and after would make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her whole household had for many days. Did God provide for her or not? 
But when Elijah got there, Elijah said, you get, get me something to drink. While she was going, she said, no, make something for me first. You see, we serve a God and make for me first God. Make for me first. And your household will be sustained. Uh, if you are looking at it from the natural standpoint, this doesn't sound like a, 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 a good instruction. Single mother, last meal, and prophet, you say, give, make for me first. And there is a famine in the land. She said, we are going to eat and die. That's, our, that's the last meal. Somebody would have responded and said, Mr. Prophet, if you need something to eat, <laughs> not here today. <laughs> I'm not giving you this last meal today or tomorrow. I'm going to die anyway. We are going to eat it and we are going to die. The Bible says that God had commanded you see, sometimes God may be leading you consciously or unconsciously, but she was not conscious of it. He said, God, that says the Lord. He says, we are going to eat it and die. You see, when little is yielded to God, it, it will always multiply and make a difference. We are going to eat it and to die. But if you say so, thank God she obeyed. You see, the obedience is what makes the difference. She obeyed. When she obeyed, did she die or did she not die? She did not die. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may, God, may you see God as your provider. May you see God as your provider. I said, may you see God as your provider. You see, it's easy to look to man. Oh, but if you can take your eyes off man and look to the Lord, he will always come through for you. Oh, I said he will always come through for you. I said he will always come through for you. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, not only may he provide for you, but may he use you to provide for others. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What caused these patriarchs to be able to make it? For one thing, we know that they, 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 I mean, Jacob at one point in his journey, when he, when he was on his journey going, uh, 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 when he had left his father's house, he made a covenant with the Lord and he said in Genesis 28, 22, he says, God, if you would lead me on this journey and bring me back, the tent of everything belongs to you, Lord. We know in Genesis chapter 14, Abraham as well, was this got to the place where he said, Lord, uh, when he won the battle, the spoils from the battle, he gave the tent of it to the Lord. That is the covenant that God is referring to. No matter the heat that comes on the earth, covenant people that yield their lives completely to the Lord of their time, of their talent, of their treasure, they will always make it. You will make it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The enemy will tell you that this need in your life, there is no way out. But I can assure you by the word of the living God, God will reveal himself to you as your provider. In John chapter 6, the young boy that yielded his lunch to Jesus Christ 
or his food to Jesus Christ, it seemed very little, but it again, it was in the wilderness. Jesus took it, he multiplied it, and he fed so many thousands with it. Little yielded to God makes all the difference. You see, Jesus Christ said, look, I know that in this world, you need clothing, you need housing, you need, you, you need all these things. Oh, but like Elijah said to the woman, make for God first. Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, seek God first. His kingdom, God and his kingdom first. And all these things will be added to you. The things that other people chase and run after will be added to you. You see, every time you decide to put God first, you don't diminish. Things are added to you. Oh, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, may you know God as provider. Amen. You see, don't love anything more than God. No, 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 no. Always love God first. That is the first and greatest commandment. And be willing when he gives you an instruction to obey. One, one time in, in, in China, let nothing be more precious to you than the Lord. One time in China, the Bible was, I mean, in China, the Bible is so scarce. And this person had prayed. They prayed and said, God, give me a Bible. You see, right now you have Bible on your app and, and, and all, all these things. But not back then. And, and, and the, the, this person prayed to the Lord and said, God, give me a Bible. And a few days later, somebody came and he had wrapped the Bible uh, and, and gave it to him. As, as an answer to his prayer. Then in the process of time, he was praying, and God led him and said, look, go and give this Bible to this young person, and let him also get an opportunity to read some of the Bible. He, 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 he went around in his head a little bit, and he said, well, God, if you want me to do that, think about the Bible. It was so precious to him. But he decided to yield and give that Bible to that young boy. And that young boy's life was transformed. I pray, no, don't hold on to anything. Always be willing and to listen and yield to the Lord. One time, thank you, Lord. I, I, I'm sounding like Jesus. So Jesus preaches, it's a certain man, a certain day, one time. <laughs> he's, he's my example. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 11, verse 28, the Bible says that Agabus rose up and prophesied that there will be famine throughout, that will cover the whole earth. And this came to pass. And when the famine came to pass, some people, I pray, that's my prayer, that God will use you to be a blessing to others. Turn with me, let's wrap up with this one. Second, Second Corinthians chapter 8 from verse 1, he says, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we will receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. 
And not only us, we had hope, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. This is talking in relation to that famine. So the Apostle Paul was taking an offering for the poor saints in Jerusalem because of this famine. And these churches in Macedonia, the Bible says that in their deep poverty, in a great trial of affliction, beyond their ability, beyond their power, they were willing to be a blessing, imploring us. The Apostle Paul is taking an offering for the poor saints in Jerusalem. They, these people are in deep poverty, but they said, look, the little that we have, we, they're actually, the other said they were begging him that we want to be a part of this offering. To be a blessing. So when, when, he, when they gave to the Apostle Paul, this is, this, this is what I, we want us to see. Second Corinthians chapter 9 is still talking about that same offering. In verse 6, he says that, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will reap also sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give us his purposes in his heart, not gradually of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liberality. Notice this, which causes thanksgiving through us to God for the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. Hallelujah. It's not just the meaning of the needs of the people, but the thanksgiving that rises up to God because you are willing to give of your talent, of your treasure to the Lord and your time. Many thanksgivings to God. Thank you. I pray in the name of Jesus, as you go through life, may you hear a lot of thank you. Thank you that you gave so that the gospel can come to us. Thank you that you shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with me. Oh, I'm reminded of the, of the church in Yama this year when they sent that message and said, Oh, thank you, Word Mission Church International. We had blessed them. They were going through a coup in the land and they were going through COVID as well. And the poor were suffering. And thank God through us, we were able to be a blessing to them. And when they said thank you, you were a part of it. And he says many thanksgivings went up to God. Hallelujah. Oh, my Lord and my God. I pray your life be one through which many people will say thank you. When, some, when a teenager decides to run away from home, sitting somewhere, changing their oil, and all of a sudden, I come out and I say, in the name of Jesus, God forgives you, there is hope for your life, and that person turns and surrenders their lives to God, we are all a part of it, and thanksgivings go up to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, that through us, through you, May many thanksgivings go up to the Lord.
It says it's not only meet the needs of the saints, but many thanksgivings go up to God. Oh, that's my prayer for each and every one of us. That through us, many thanksgivings will go up to God. When we feel that when the poor are fed in our community, many thanksgivings go up to God. There might be inflation, but in the midst of us, in the midst of it, God is using us and may God use, continue to use you to be a blessing to others. You see, the, the, the jars, you see, God, sometimes, sometimes when we give of our talents, of our treasure, God gives us ideas. Where do you think Joseph got all those ideas? That for 14 years, there's no record that he was a chemical engineer. But for 14 years, food was stored and the food did not go bad. Think about it. Seven years of plenty, you store the food, then seven years of farming to provide the food. Where did he get that idea from? The idea came from God. <laughs> oh, I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that may you look to God. May you get to know God as provider. The one that provides and may God use you to provide for others as well. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Job chapter 28, verse 10, I am getting ready to finish. Job chapter 28, verse 10. He says, and he cuts he cut out channels in the rock, and his eyes sees every precious thing. God will make you see every precious thing. In the midst of famine, in the midst of scarcity, God will make you see every precious thing. He will give you an idea which when implemented will cause you to be a blessing to, 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 uh, to, to others. He cuts out channels in the rocks. But you see, we must get to the place where we look to God completely. Jer Jeremiah chapter 7 not, not, notice this thank you Lord and that's my prayer for each and every one of us he says that says the, the Lord cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes his flesh his strength whose heart depart from the Lord for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes but shall inhabit the bad places in the wilderness in a sore land which is not inhabited oh but verse 7 said blessed is the man or the person who trusts in the lord and whose hope is the lord and he shall be like a tree planted by the waters whose tree spreads out its root by the river and will not fear when he comes and its leaves will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will cease from yielding fruit hallelujah if you look to man you see them america is not your source man is not your source god is your source God is the one that you look to. 
if you look anywhere apart from God, man can disappoint you. Ah, but when you put your trust and your confidence in the Lord, the Bible says even when the heat comes on the earth, you will not cease from yielding fruit. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I see you as a fruitful child of God. I said I see you as a fruitful child of God. I said I see you as a fruitful child of God. In the midst of drought, in the year of drought, you will not cease yielding your fruit in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Through you, many people will give thanksgiving to God. Through you, you will be a blessing to many people. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, let not your heart depart from the Lord. But let God be your trust and your confidence. And as you look to the Lord, oh, my Lord and my God. These things don't take God by surprise. No, 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 no. God is a good caretaker. God will provide for you. I said God will provide for you. I said God will provide for you. I said God will provide for you. So never forget. Remember the Lord. Look to the Lord. You will not be anxious in the year of drought. But you, 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 you see, you must get to the place. Oh, right after that, that covenant with, with Abraham, right after Abraham did that, God came to him and said, because you have done this thing, surely blessing I will bless you multiplying i will multiply you because you are willing to yield your very best to the lord <laughs> it said it is it is said that there is you see you don't stop looking to god it is said that there is a there is a, there's a certain elephant and it consumes 140 pounds of straw in a day and releases excretes a hundred pounds after that but can you imagine this elephant every day consuming 140 pounds and not, there's no outlet it's not going to be a good story <laughs> god has planned you see, God is God, 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 God just, he says, if, don't let that verse leave you. If you don't, if you leave church and don't remember anything, someone asked you, what did the pastor say? Just say, the pastor said, the memory verse for today. I remember memory verse from Sunday school. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 32. God is a giver. And I want to be like God also. Imagine you consume, and you take, keep taking in oxygen and you don't bring out carbon dioxide. What's going to happen? It's not going to be a good story either. <laughs> Romans 8.32 says that if God did not spare his only son, but gave him to us, how will he not, in addition to him, freely give us all things? And as we wrap up this morning, maybe there is a need confronting you. Maybe something is going on, whether spiritually, 
materially, your peace, your joy with your family, with your children, in your life. Like I said earlier, the Spirit of God said to me, someone has got into the place where they say, I've made so many mistakes, I cannot recover. Maybe you're at that point. If God did not spare Jesus Christ, he's willing to give you all things. God hasn't given up on you. There is hope for you. There is hope for your family. There is hope for your health. There is hope for your children. There is hope for your career. There is hope for every aspect of your life. Oh, but your heart must not depart from the Lord. You must love the Lord with your all. The enemy will tell you that this one is a special case. No, 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 no. There's nothing special. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9, Solomon got to the place where he said, There is nothing new under the sun. What has been before is what will be again. Your case is not a special case. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I see God coming through for you. And before the end of this year, you will see the hand of God at work in your life. You will see the hand of God at work in your family. You will see the hand of God at work in your body. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, as you yield yourself to the Lord, he said that these Macedonians, they first gave themselves to the Lord. That's where he starts. Lord, my life does not belong to me. I am totally yielded to you. So as you are watching and listening, wherever you may be, is your life yielded to the Lord? Is Jesus your Lord? Or do you make your decisions and then you ask God to bless it? Or are you trying to paddle life on your own? The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through Jesus Christ. Nothing in life will satisfy till you come into a right relationship with the Lord Jesus. Someone will say, oh, I, for me, I don't, I mean, when it, I'm, 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 when it comes to money, money is not a problem. Life is more than money. You can't get peace anywhere. Peace can only be found. You see, money is neutral. It, it, it depends on who has it. When I have money, I want to put it into missions. I want to put it into the gospel. That's my goal. Everybody should hear the gospel. I, I want many thanksgivings to come to God through my life. I pray that through you, many thanksgivings will go up to God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I remember that. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am alive. Continue. <laughs> I'll let you continue. <laughs> I lost my life. <laughs> I don't remember the rest of the life. So <laughs> we're in the service right here. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that first give your life to the Lord. <laughs> Let him take your life and do something with it. So if you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, the same joy that I have in my heart, I want you to have the same joy. In this season, you will not be depressed in the name of the Lord Jesus. The joy of the Lord and of this season will be yours. But you must make that decision to give your life to the Lord. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. 
If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535. 